live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. Uh, each week we call it one another and we just catch up. <laughs> that is the worst joke I've ever made. Sit on this crucifix <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, this. Stop, stop, stop. Ow! Yeah, I went there, Mike. I went there, motherfucker. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. No one would ever go to this what? many sex-sounding gay bars. Down a spiral staircase? With a <laughs> dancing monkey? Seriously. <laughs> Did you buy dog Viagra? Joey, it was nice catching up with you. Go, go to hell, Mike. Hey, Joey. Hi, Mike. I, I don't even recognize your voice. It's been so long. It really, um, you know what's funny? It doesn't, it feels like a really long time. It's been three weeks. It's not very long at all. No, but it feels like it was like two years ago. Um, Real quick, my name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in LA. We have been friends for over a decade. And each week, with the exception of the holiday time, we call one another and we catch up. That's it. Yeah. So how were your holidays? Um, pretty good. I mean, I don't have tons to report. It was kind of, I went to Phoenix twice since, well, did we talk after Thanksgiving? We must have. We did. Remember there was that one time when you were in the airport where, um. No, no, no. But I mean, on this show, I know we talked since. I don't that, know. I think that was when I was on my way to Christmas. Wasn't it? <laughs> in my head, we haven't spoken since like 2011. <laughs> Seriously. Um, well, I, yeah, I had a good holiday. I went and spent it with my family in Phoenix. It was a really quick trip, so I don't have tons of stories. Um, I do want to say, and I think you agree with me. I think we talked about this. Nothing with my family is easy. Everything is difficult. Uh, like picking me up from the airport, we were going to have like lunch before we went to my parents' house. And it became a big ordeal where my mom had to drive 30 miles so we could eat at Panda Express. Like... <laughs> It was like uh, an extra 30 miles of driving because my sister and I were going to like pick up lunch on the way to my mom's house. My mom's like, well, I don't want you guys to pay for lunch. So then she drives and meets us at fucking Panda Express. Nothing special. Uh, and then Panda Express is the worst. We, we get to Panda Express and then just to make it more complicated, my sister's like, why don't we pay for our own lunch before mom even gets here? So uh. it's like <laughs> cancels out the whole reason that we even like – had to do all this big order. It was just crazy. Everything is like a, a long, drawn-out conversation. You know, this isn't one of my stories, but you reminded me. So a guy that I used to date was in town this weekend. And um, he is in – he did lives he, in – he moved to Phoenix. Uh, did he ever work at like an Apple store? He did. Is that too much information? I just no. – that's who I'm talking about. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I can say that. And I told him, did you hear that story about a glass door falling at the Apple store and almost killing somebody? No. Oh, yeah. Like one of those big glass doors fell at an Apple store. Shit. They're heavy, I would imagine. Yeah. And almost killed somebody. I told him that I had done that to try and kill him. Um. Anyway, he was in town. We were talking. And he goes, yeah, I've been in Phoenix. And I go, oh, were you going to uh, Zoe's Kitchen? <laughs> and he goes, what? How do and you I know go, that? Yeah, and he goes, I go, yeah, and uh, Peter, Peter Jungle, and he goes, are you, he's like really upset, he goes, are you, are you stalking me? <laughs> and I go, no, and I had to explain, Mike Lawson used to do a show called The Game Night Guys. GameNightGuys.com, it's a lot of fun, it's still around. 
he and Brian used to always talk about how they went. To, they went to like two places: Zoe's kitchen <laughs> and uh, Peter Jungle. He says he lives across the street from Zoe's kitchen. Um, there's a few. There's a couple of them, so I wonder oh. which one. But cool, very cool. I probably. I mean, I know where they are, so I know where he lives. That's so getting ended out of the show. So boring that story. <laughs> anyway, what ha- So what's going on with you? Um, not too much. So we just had New Year's. Um, and one of my high school friends, uh, moved to San Francisco recently. Um, I think you and I talked, it's so weird. There was an episode, probably like episode like three or something where we were talking and you said, is there, are there any friends from your like past that you wish you still had contact with? And do you remember me telling you like Amanda, remember this? Like I wish Amanda hug and kiss. Yeah. She lives up here. And so does my high school friend Bryce. So Bryce, um, he manages properties. So that's kind of like his profession, I guess. Okay. And he he lives in one of them too. And there's one property that Does he, he bug made. himself for the rent? Like he's like, Bryce, yeah. the rent is due. <laughs> like, I know, come on, give me a few days, buddy. I need some time. He he sees himself in the hallway and he avoids himself. <laughs> the sink breaks and he bugs himself. <laughs> he um so he manages this uh pretty uh, nice property in the Embarcadero which uh for New Year's they do the Embarcadero is like right on the water uh by the ferry building and they do fireworks from the Embarcadero at midnight. So he invited a group of people over to go to the rooftop uh and to watch it and to drink and just have a good time. So me and Rod Kyle and a couple of my other friends, we all went to this guy's place. But we go there, and I'm, I mean, it's, it's has to be, I mean, it's an unaffordable place. It's, like, so expensive. Um, it, the building is 23 stories, right on the water, beautiful view of the Bay Bridge, like, expensive. So I imagine, like, we're going to get up there, and it's going to be an amazing rooftop deck, right? Mm-hmm. Joey, it's not even a patio. He, since he manages the building, he has keys to everything. It is just a roof. It's like nothing, right? <laughs> like dead pigeons. Yeah. <laughs> Joey, I'm serious. It's like air conditioning vents and like. Oh, yeah, that's horrible. <laughs> but the view was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we get up there. So have you heard of this documentary called Bridegroom? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's a gay movie. Um, It's just got put out on Netflix, so a lot of people are watching it. Basically, it's the story of this guy named Shane Cohn and his same-sex partner, Tom Bridegroom. And the the partner's name is Bridegroom? Yeah, that's his last name. Oh, my God. So Bridegroom is up on a roof, four-story building, falls off of the the building, and dies. And Uh the documentary is about how this guy who died, his family is like ultra conservative and doesn't like that he's in the same sex relationship. Mm -hmm. So they basically like cut him off. He's not allowed to like go to the funeral and his life's just a living hell. But I I watched this documentary about this man falling off the roof on New Year's Eve morning. Then I go up onto the 23rd story roof and you push rock pile off. It's not a a patio, so the ledge around the roof is about as high as my knees, and then it's a straight drop, 23 stories. Mm -hmm. So I'm, like, nervous because I just saw this guy die. Everybody's up there drinking and having a great time, and I'm like, 
um, like dinging my glass. I'm like, excuse me, everybody. There are a lot of tripping hazards up here. Can we? Why please? does it sound like the beginning of every Six Feet Under episode? I know. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I was really. People are like drinking. Rod Kyle was drinking. He's like not standing straight. Like he has like the the swervies. Right. He's like going back and forth, and he's like getting close to the edge. And I'm like getting so nervous. Um, but the fireworks happened, and there's no incidents. But like it really freaked me out. But that's how on six I, on six feet under it would have been like ding 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 everybody everybody I know we're having a great time here on New Year's Eve but I want to do something really special rock pile don't do this Mike don't you get Mike gets on one knee will you whoa oh and then it's like bring Mike Lawson. No, I think they would New Year's would happen first. So like it would be Oh yeah. As I'm falling, it's like three, two, one, yeah. and then you like pfft, yeah. splat. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Oh yeah, like the, like the dropping ball in New York. Yeah. And, and then like, Whoa. and then be like, Mike Lawson. What year were you born? Nineteen eighty one. Nineteen eighty one to two thousand Well what would it say? <laughs> two... <laughs> I guess two thousand you know, that could actually be a good one. It could be yeah. like the noise would be happening three, two, one as the screen came up, and it would say two thousand thirteen, and then it would be like oh, three, yeah. two, one, zero, and then it would fade to two thousand fourteen. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All right, sorry. We just wrote it. We bring if, we don't, we don't bring that show back just for that. Yeah. <laughs> um. What about you? What's happening in LA? Anything that is worth talking about? Well, so much has gone on. I'm just gonna narrow it down right now to what's happened this week. Okay. And then maybe over time or on mini episodes, I'll bring up other stories. Cool. But um, did you see my Facebook post about that kid who needed a place to stay in Florida? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, and I've mentioned him on the show, a former student, Cameron. Mm-hmm. Um, like, his parents just randomly cut him off, you know? And so he goes to school in Miami or went to school in Miami. They weren't going to pay for school anymore. Uh, they weren't going to pay for his apartment. They took his cell phone away. They did all this shit, right? Okay. And then they were like, yeah, get yourself home. Unprovoked? Well. There has to be some story. You don't have to share his business, but just say, like, there is a reason. It there is a reason. A reason. I can understand why they're pissed. And and I, I, I'll i tell you this. I understand why they're pissed, but I would get his ass home so that I could be pissed at him here. But I right. wouldn't tell my child, oh, you're in Miami. Find a way with no cell phone or yeah. money to give, get back to L.A. Give blowjobs and hitchhike your way home. You know what I mean? Like you're not – that's not very loving to say like good no. luck. Yeah. I would say get your ass over here. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to get your ass over here and then I'm going to kill you. Right. Um, but uh, so he so was wait, like – So wait, is he safe? What, what? Yeah, he got back safe yesterday to Newport Beach. Okay, good. But uh, on the way, you know, he was like – He's really upset, and basically, we would have these long talks. You know, anytime there was like a, he he could only talk on the phone when he was near Wi-Fi. Right? Oh, uh huh, uh huh. And he was staying like in rest stops along the way. Ooh, ooh, I know. And then, oh, it was really bad. The situation sounded really, really badly. But I mean, the situation sounded really, really bad. But he we would talk, and he was like, "I want you to mentor me the way you mentor Jose," and I was like. Oh God! Yeah, so what a winner job I did with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I was—I've been like trying to frantically find places for him to stay. And um, my cousin Richard—I have this gay cousin Richard. He's a week younger than me, and mm-hmm. he's gay. 
And uh, he was like, he was like, come on, would you be doing all this work if the person was not cute? Good question. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> so then the answer is no. Well, because I don't know if I would have developed a friendship. I don't know. Like, I don't like cute people to be in danger. You know? So I'm basically, what I'm announcing now is I'm opening up the Joe Batance School for Lost Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to mentor cute boys all the time. Okay. So Cameron's back home. He's safe. I'm supposed to see him today, actually. Okay. Uh, but I told him, I go, a lot of, okay, you know what? I'm Fuck it. There was a story I wasn't going to tell, but I'm going to tell it right now because it shows you what I have to put up with with Jose. Okay? So Jose and I... uh over the Christmas break that we had on the show, spent this amazing bonding time, mentor, mentee week together. We just went on different adventures. It was almost like the Big Brother program, but for a week. Okay. Right? And we went everywhere, right? And then there was one day we were at uh, at the house in Malibu, and it was beautiful sunset, because as you remember, Mike, um, it was unseasonably warm this year. Right. We were on the balcony watching this. Be- I mean, the sunset was gorgeous. As the sun was setting... And it was quiet. We just weren't talking. We weren't talking for like 15 minutes. It's just silence. You know, it's like this. Until I'm going to do like a few seconds of the silence. And this is what this is how he ended the silence. What would you do if Godzilla was real? <laughs> In your head, you're thinking like, Peace and zen and yeah, like, like, how wonderful yeah. the world is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're like, <laughs> what would you do if Godzilla was real? Right? Oh I go, God. I don't know. Shoot him with a water hose. What do you, what, what, I, what would I do? What could I, what could I possibly do? If God, what would I, Joe Batanz, do if make snarky comments about Godzilla? What could I possibly do if Godzilla was real? Yeah. Make fun of his shoes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Godzilla. <laughs> Try this on for size. Oh, God. It's RuPaul's drag race, not RuPaul's dragon race. Like, like Did you, like, laugh when he said it? Or did you I just was, take no, the I question just, No, it was total facepalm moment. Total was just like, what? It's really? funny because I know you were probably thinking, like, Marianne Williamson shit. Is yeah. that her name? Yes. Williamson? You were mm-hmm. thinking like deep thoughts about yeah. everything, and then that's so funny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> you know exactly it. I'm sitting there thinking, and I'm thinking too that the person sitting next to me is thinking that like is isn't amazing that we as human beings for a brief moment get to um we're just transient beings on this earth while this permanence of the ocean and this beauty is here before us and long after us, and he's like. <laughs> Imagine if Godzilla was real. <laughs> anyway. So, yeah. So, now I get to deal with that with Cameron. Now. I'm going to have two of those. It's going to be oh. um, idiots on stereo. Awesome. <laughs> um, Joey, I have a uh, – I bought a bike not too long ago. And I keep it in the backyard of my house. And Rod Kyle has been um, after me. He was like, let's go for bike rides. He really – he's very active and he, it, it it requires a lot of like encouragement on his part to get me to like do some of the active stuff he likes to do. So he was like, "Let's go on a bike ride. Wouldn't it be nice to go on a bike ride? You should ride your bike over." And blah blah blah. Um, 
in so I never had a light on the front of my bike, so I was I was always like, well, it might get dark, so I can't ride it. Yeah. Meanwhile, I could just go to the bike store and get a two dollar light for my bike. Um. So what's the light gonna do? What What are you a coal miner? What do you need a light for? Well, I don't want to drive the bike on the street in the dark without uh, like a old flashing man light in a young man's body. No, I will get hit by a car if I don't have a light on my bike, mm-hmm. Joe. Sure. Oh my god! Uh, Everybody, write letters to Joe and tell him how. Just put on like those like fluorescent idea. things on your bike. Okay, and then I have to go get those. Okay, I don't have true. those, so I just kept begging it off. Like, no, uh, we will, we will. And I really wanted to. I just kind of when uh, it's like you shower and you get all ready to go out, and he's like, "Why don't you ride your bike over?" I'm like, mm. and I'm gonna carry things. I don't know, whatever. So we've ridden the bikes a couple of times. The last time we rode the bike, so. Um, I put it in the backyard next to the barbecue and I didn't lock it up. I just kind of put it out there, but our, our backyard is like secluded. There's not really an easy way to get back there. Some homeless people come back and like go through our garbage, but it's like on the other side of a gate, like a really thick gate. People don't, you can't even see it. Right. So, um, homeless really want your underwear, don't they? No, (laughs) it's our recyclables. Oh, so. Uh, anyway, the other day I thought, you know what, I'm going to surprise Rodka and I'm going to ride my bike over because the next morning we were like, maybe going to go to the farmer's market or go for a run. So I thought, well, how about I'll bring my bike? That'll be a good surprise for him. This is so the beginning of another six feet under episode. So I go to get my bike, Joe. <laughs> it's gone. My bike is not in the backyard. Oh, no. Somebody stole my bike. Oh, it's and again found it? No, it's gone. Someone stole mm, it. Interesting. Maybe if someone... <laughs> maybe if someone um you know because i think we've we've talked about the jose marianne williamson bike story on here if no. someone we haven't i don't think so uh i'll tell it in a second but go on finish so what are you gonna do well maybe i'm gonna get a new bike that's i mean that's probably what it is i didn't re- i never really loved my bike i got it kind of at this store where i think they just sell stolen bikes and I bought it for really cheap, so I never really like felt super comfortable on it. So maybe this is just the universe coming together, telling me to get a better bike. So that no, that you it. know what, it could be. Yeah. Um, the 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 Jose, you know, it, okay. Let's make a note. I'll tell this story on the um live show. It's a really long story. Oh, awesome. So it would be an it, not, not super long. It's like the whole hour. No, but it's like a five minute story. Okay. So uh, we're always trying to kill time on that live show anyway. <laughs> and so, if you're listening, this Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific, Joe and I will be live for about 20 minutes. We record the mini episode. And then after that, we stay on for the rest of the hour, just kind of shooting the shit and telling stories that we don't want a permanent record of. So you should go listen live, pride48.com. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so I'll tell the Jose bike story, but it's a reason why you should believe in manifestation. Again, once again, let me clarify, though. Marianne Williamson isn't about manifestation. I just have made that because it's very funny to me. Here's another Marianne Williamson update. You know she's running for office out in the 33rd district out there in California, out there in West Los Angeles. Yeah. Um, Do we need to talk about during the break? Marianne emailed me. Personally. Per- personally. And we're going to do a campaign event at Mercedes House. Oh, cool. And she's going to come and give a talk and answer questions. I'll make sure to invite you. We should do so, it on a Wednesday night so that we can do our live episode during No, it. it's actually going to be on a Sunday. Oh, cool. So it's going to be in March around your birthday. You can spend your birthday down in Southern California and Marianne Williamson. So interesting. Um. Anyway, um, I have another story to tell you. Are we done with the bike story? Yeah. 
Oh, I, I do have another bike story to tell you. No, so get this. So one of Mercedes, this has been a big year for resolutions for other people about me. Like, Shannon texted me at the New Year. This is not my story. Believe it or not, this has to do with your bike story. Shannon texted me uh, on New Year's Day saying, my dad and I just went over our New Year's resolutions. It's going to be a big year for you, Joe. Okay. And I was like, what, 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 how am I involved in this, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Then Mercedes. Uh, Wait, told, she didn't clarify? I never asked her. Then Mercedes told me um, that one of her resolutions is to ride a bike with me once a week. Oh, cool. So, uh, last week, we went on our first bike ride. Was that the Instagram picture? No, 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 no. The Instagram picture was what inspired this resolution. Oh, okay. My but, sister, by the way, who's probably <laughs> listening, she like showed our entire family your Instagram video because <laughs> she thought it was so funny. Well, because my brother has – he's trying to teach my niece to ride a bike. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so he he has a bike. And I was like – he was like, when was the last time you rode a bike? And I was like, I don't know. So I go, this would be so funny if we filmed me just riding across screen on the bike, right? <laughs> so we did it. Um, so Mercedes says, meet me at this certain place on, on, on uh, Will Rogers State Beach, and we're going to ride bikes. Oh, my God, Mike. First of all, it's completely flat on okay. cement. It was so hard. Really? But, well, I'll tell you what the hard part was. It wasn't the physical exertion. My fucking balls hurt. So bad. Okay. Here's what I don't get. This this Lance Armstrong, right? Yeah. Do you know the whole story about his doping? No. Okay. They would basically, in a nutshell, swap out his entire blood for the dope. No, no. They would. He would like. He would take blood, like clean blood, for himself. Right. Uh-huh. Then he would dope up, and then before they tested him, he would flush out all the old blood and put in new blood. What? His clean blood, right? It was insane, okay? How come they can do that shit, but they can't get a goddamn bicycle seat that doesn't hurt my fucking balls like crazy? It was horrible. Like, I could barely walk. They have them. You just need to get one. Oh, they do? Yeah. What are they? Just go to the bike store and tell them the bike seat hurts my balls. They have. Oh, really? At a bike store, they'll have, like, 40 seats, and you would pick one. Oh, well, I would want one that's like a lazy boy recliner. <laughs> they have big ones like that will cuddle, like cup your butt. But those oh, really? are like for like beach cruisers or something. I want a beach cruiser. She has me on this bike. I have to change oh, gears. Beach and cruiser there's... though, like single gear. Oh, that would be hard. Oh, really? I have, I have this, this multiple gear one that's super hard. Multiple then, gears like... makes it easier. And then there's one tiny hill, like it's like the tiniest hill ever. Yeah, you know. And Mercedes like, okay, here's a hill, and she was like, and so I was like, she was like, change gears, and I was like, changing gears. You would think I was in the Tour de France. She was like, go, 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 and I was like, oh my god, and I was scared, and it was horrible. That's awesome. But yeah, so my brother got a bike, and that's the video. That's what you saw. Perfect transition because I went to go see my brother and my nieces last week. And on New Year's Day, and I was hanging out with my niece, she, she asked me to go play outside with her. Uh-huh. And I don't know how to play with a little girl. You know, I'm going to tell you. I don't know what to do with them. So I was like, um, I got an idea called Uncle Joe sits in a chair, and you run back and forth in the yard. Right? Uh-huh. But I, would, I did it under the, the, the guise that I was timing her. Okay? Uh-huh. So I go, from the log to the wall to the wall to the log, I'll time it. We did it. 
we got her best time, and then every subsequent um, run was either beating the best time or trying to beat the best time, right? right. And that the competitive nature in her came out. Well, now it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. She hasn't beat her best time in a while. She's she's like, oh, Uncle Joey, please, please, can you do one more time? I'm a good uncle. Mm-hmm. So I go, okay. So I sit back down in the chair, and I go on your mark and she's doing that thing that little kids do where she's trying to like get like a fake head start or distract me or something like that right mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at, look at this one she's already doing this at five years old or six years old and then she goes uh, Uncle Joey and I go what look there's a lizard on your shoulder and I'm like alright smarty pants come on over here on your mark get set I look there's a full on <laughs> lizard on my shoulder and I'm like, ah, ah, and I'm like, jump out of the chair. And I'm trying to, like, that's like, that. And my brother's like, what's going on? And there's like a lizard. And my brother tries to like brush the lizard off. And then it like runs across my chest. And like, no one can catch it. And I was like, such an old queen. That's funny. Jumping around, like screaming like a girl. And so they finally brushed the lizard off me. And meanwhile, you beat her best time. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I beat her best time. That's all it takes for a lizard on my shoulder. That's funny. There's a lizard on my shoulder. He lives in Fullerton, doesn't he yeah, still? Yeah, he does. Uh-huh. That's crazy that there's like lizards running around at Christmas time. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, they, uh, there's that warm body. They're like, what's that big giant mass right there? <laughs> the the, the lizard would, yeah, no, The lizard would probably tell his friend, let me go see if I can climb this one. You know? <laughs> like, I'm the Mount Everest for lizards. What else is happening? Is there any other stories from your life you want to tell me about? Mm, no, not right now. Good. <laughs> um, I wanted to tell you, this is a news story that just happened. Um, it's in the news today. I guess at Walmart last this, um, hold on, when did this happen? This weekend. You just said it just happened. Yeah, but I, it's in the newspaper this morning, but I'm, it happened January 3rd. So today's the 5th. So it happened on Friday. Um, this Fam, this woman and her daughter, seven-year-old daughter, are shopping at Walmart, and this man starts following them. This is in Antioch, which is right up here, and um, the man follows them home, and then he decides once they get home. I don't know why he waited till they were at their house. He decides he wants to take the daughter, and he just with a gun takes the daughter, and the mm-hmm. mom's like, "Okay, go, go, go! Don't look." Walmart don't. has really good prices. <laughs> And he figured this is his best chance. But what's shocking to me about this story, well, first of all, the story is like the police are congratulating themselves. The police are so happy at the swift work they did. Um, the, in fact, the lead of this article is Antioch police triumphant after their swift capture, yada, yada, yada. But the the article doesn't really say much except for it briefly says that this was an they put out an amber alert and then someone responded to the amber alert right away so it's the police didn't do much except for respond to the the call and the amber alert i don't know i feel like the people that should be congratulated are the people that responded to the amber alert but the news article is also showing the name in the photo of this little girl is that weird oh they did yes well look sometimes maybe other kidnappers want to crack at her yeah, <laughs> Joe, Joe. <laughs> so they're not sure right now. Um, she appears to be physically unharmed, but on Saturday night, there's they 
uh, updated the article saying that they're not sure if she had been sexually assaulted, assaulted so they're still investigating that aspect. How long did internet. he have her? For like less than an hour, so not long oh, okay. at all. But still, you never know. I don't know. Some yeah. little kid's forced into a car. So weird. So my question to you, I don't really have mm-hmm. a good question to you, actually. Here's my question to you. Well, here's my question. Death penalty? People are like, this is like a, oh, no, no, such no, a no, horrible no, crime. No, not death penalty. Um, what sort of um, like punishment should this dude have for doing something like this? Um, hmm. Because I guess if you send him to death, then we're just like uncivilized like he is, right? I think what I would do is I would do – I would say – 10 years, 20 years. Yeah. P- plus registered sex offender forever. I think registered sex offender is actually difficult, makes it difficult to do a lot of things afterward. Yeah, you know, I know it does. You can't live anywhere. You can't get a job. It's horrible. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like maybe 10 to 15 in jail. That's what my, that's my, that's my sentence there. Yeah. Judge Joe Batanz. But don't people like, let's say he goes to jail. Isn't jail really difficult for people that do crimes like no, this? I'm going to tell you. Oh yeah, it is. Because I just saw a, a friend of mine, his brother was in prison for a couple of years. I just saw the brother. Who, I'm going to tell you something. This brother got so hot in prison. I'm a, I, I kind of want to go to prison. I was, telling them, I was telling the family this, too, in front of the family and him. I was like, this prison sounds great. Because he was saying that the, the food in jail, he said, is horrible. Yeah. Okay, but once you move to prison... That's not too bad. He said the conditions in prison aren't that bad. And he goes, if you're gay, you're kind of like worshipped in jail if you're openly gay. If you're a bottom? Probably if you're a bottom. Yeah, but I'd bottom. I don't care. Right? So, um, you know, get he said the gay guys like worship. They get all this stuff. And they're usually the hairdressers, which I would not be the hairdresser. That would be horrible. Everyone would look like Chaz Bono in jail. But, um... Uh, yeah, and I was like, oh my god, just sit around, get three squares a day, and work out, and have gay sex, and shoot the shit all the time? Oh man, that'd be... Here's the... Isn't it sad? Here's the one thing I don't like. I'm not even being funny here. And he, and he said he read a lot of books, too. He got to read all day. He said he, tore, he just tore through books, right? Mm-hmm. You have to shit in front of people. Like, there's no, like, there's no like s- stalls or anything like that. You're, like, yeah. literally just, in, like shitting just sitting there pooing in front of people showering too right oh yeah but i wouldn't mind that oh mind that taking a shower watching all those big dicks flopping around uh, me all the time uh-huh that's what i would anyway uh yeah so anyway prison sounds good so prison, prison does not sound good joe you can't but do he anything said if you, you want. were he was say, he said that if you what do i do all day i'm pretty much in prison so anyway, um, he uh, he said that with if you're like a child molester, if you do anything to children, your life's horrible. So you're right. right. This this guy's bummed. You could sit and write all day. <laughs> yeah, doing that too. <laughs> yeah, um, in, in, in prison, I'd probably actually write. What well, I know, you'll get more done in prison. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the most prolific person ever in prison. No, I'm in prison. I still don't do anything. They're like, Joe, have you finally written that book? I'm like. No, I just stared at the ceiling for an hour. <laughs> well, you're not distracted by, like, taco trucks and, like, 
You might I'm going on another. I know. I'm going on another food adventure today. Anyway, it's a whole. That's boring. So, um, okay. So it's weird that you told this story because it's a perfect transition to my story. Okay, so a grandfather was arrested after he lost track of a toddler. Uh, this guy's name is Frank Moreno, and he was arrested at 1 a.m. on Saturday last night. Um, while oh, it just was, happened? Yeah, it just happened. Uh, at a local, <laughs> well, he was at a local taco shop eating a burrito. <laughs> see what happened was he told his family, he took his, um, let me see, he took a child. I don't know who the child was. I think it was his grand, oh, his granddaughter. He took his granddaughter, two years old, with him. He goes, we're going to go get a taco at 10 o'clock at night. Now, first of all, who's letting – I don't care if it's my grandfather. I'm not letting him take a two-year-old at 10 o'clock at night. He said, I'm just going to go get a taco, but whatever. Okay. Like, we're going to go get a burrito. So they don't come – but then they don't come back for like three hours. Okay. So the family members went looking for him. They called the police, and they find him at the taco shop eating a burrito. Okay. okay. So he's like, where's the kid? He's like, I don't know. What kid? He was drunk. Aww. He's drunk at the taco shop, right? So the, the the article says that they called the police. The police came and they found the child in the front of the taco shop in a stroller. Just fine. Completely fine. Yeah. And said well, the child was well cared for and had no signs of abuse. Right. What's the big fucking deal? Why, why did they arrest this guy? Well, child endangerment is a... A law, right? Or, uh, right? Yeah, but he's chilling there in front of the taco shop. The guy let the man drink and eat his taco in peace. No, Mike, yeah. I'm being serious. What's, what's no, his no, crime? He, he ate no, a burrito. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I'm being a little funny there, but what I'm being kind of serious. I could see like he's in fucking deep shit with the family, right? Yeah. Okay, and maybe the cops should be like. Hey, senor, you shouldn't be drinking that tequila and leaving your nino outside, right? But arresting him? Arresting him. For committing a crime. Which crimes do you think we should just look the other way for then? Should we make a list of which crimes we should ignore or should we ignore The kid all was of them? in front of the taco shop. How did Joe. they not see him when they went inside the taco shop? I don't know. By the way, the the mom of this kid is seventeen. The child was two. So, how do you know the mom's seventeen? Because I looked it up. Oh, the child's doomed. By the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> oh wait, wait. Oh, he's fifty three. The man's fifty three. Because I'm like, wait, if the mom's seventeen, the dad could be like my age, but he's not. I thought he's gonna have a sweet ass time in prison. I wonder how he gets treated in prison because he didn't do anything to the child. Right. Well, I don't think this is a crime that he's going to go to prison for. Yeah, he'll just get child like endangerment isn't like he's not doing heavy prison time for that. Yeah, but look, Mexicans love their fucking tacos, man. I'm going to tell you seriously. Um, but I'm, here's my thing, though. I wouldn't be like if, I, if if it was ten o'clock at night and I was jonesing for a burrito. The last thing I want with me is a two year old girl. Thank you. <laughs> what else is going on in the Bay Area? Well, you probably have already heard about this. I think it's pretty much national news. There's this uh, kid pretty much right after we stopped recording. This uh, this 13-year-old girl, Jahai McMath, went to the Oakland Children's Hospital, which is like three blocks away from my house. Um, she went to the hospital to get her tonsils out. And after she got her tonsils removed, she's like uh, coming out of 
surgery. She starts bleeding heavily from the mouth. And mm-hmm. the hospital's like, this is kind of normal. Here's like a thing. Here, mom, catch the blood in this. Yeah. Uh, turns out she goes into cardiac arrest and she's <gasps> now brain dead, sitting in a hospital, brain dead. Basically, okay. she's dead. This girl yeah. is dead. Have you heard this? I know the headline. I don't really know much of the details. Yeah. So that's pretty much how it started. The hospital, in the very beginning, the hospital would come out and it was like, the spokespeople were like, you know, we, we're still investigating. We are, of course, sad. We're not in this business. Um, you know, we're in this business to help children, and we feel horrible about this. And every surgery ha- comes with risk and whatever. And the family is upset. The family now wants to have the girl. Uh, they want to continue to have her on the the machines that are basically pumping her heart. Uh, she is brain dead. The hospital says like this is basically a cadaver sitting in our our hospital. Like we there's nothing else we can do for her. It's time to remove the machines. Um, there was a, a restraining order put on the body. So until Wednesday, the hospital can't do anything. Um, the family is scrambling to try to find a facility that will take her. Um, but f- facilities, according to the hospital, no facility will take a dead person into their care. Um, so it's very weird that Terry Shivo Foundation is like now supporting the family behind the scenes and it's getting kind of political and crazy. There's news trucks all around the hospital. It's kind of cool. I pass it and see like that all the time now. <laughs> That's so cool. There's a dead girl in the hospital. <laughs> but Ugh. it's just one of those stories where like I feel bad because I like the hospital. I mean, I don't know if the hospital made a mistake or not, but we're at a point now where this kid is just dead. And the family, you know, like, they obviously are grieving, but, like, it's just this weird place where, like, science and religion clash. And I don't know. Does the family want to, like, resurrect this dead girl or what? Well, here, uh, I don't, I I have to read more about this case. I I just sort of like glossed over it. Mm -hmm. Um, But um, are there accusations that the hospital did something wrong or negligent? Yeah, the the family is like so lawyered up right now that um, I'm sure that that's the direction they're going to go. There's, it's it's so many stories, like so many people are talking about it. Like the family has raised over $47,000 on GoFundMe.com, which is like a, kickstarter sort of thing where people can like put out an idea and people would can contribute money so like they have money behind them now and um there's also stories about perhaps the the um family did something there's some sort of foul play and there will be no autopsy until this girl leaves the hospital right so they're trying to prolong that maybe as long as possible possible I don't know. It's just oh, a, see. such a weird story. And... So you're saying maybe they did some sort of home remedy and it may have led to the cardiac arrest. That's Perhaps. a possibility. Perhaps. You know, because I'm trying to see, did the hospital – because uh, it doesn't sound to me, now I haven't read the story, that the hospital – like if they're saying like this is usual – sometimes – here's the problem. This is what I'm getting at. So I don't know the specifics of this case, but I'm, I'm going to talk about this sort of trend in general where sometimes – and it's sad, but sometimes people die, and it's not right. the fault of the hospital. People right. just just die. Yeah, it's a risky you know? business they're in. Yeah, when right. you're even if it's just a tonsil surgery, shit can go down and you die, yeah. and it sucks. But there's, there's this new culture of blame in this society where it has to be somebody's fault. 
Sure. And it's not. Sometimes it just shit happens. They should sue God. Right. And I think that's kind of the statement that the, the hospital is stuck to is that this is tragic and unfortunate, but it's a risk that you take under when you undergo any procedure like this. It's there is an element of risk and it's just unfortunate. Yeah. I just feel horrible because like I don't think before the family like lawyered up and started like raising money and acting like they were after I don't know, I feel like they're after something. Like they want something more than just their dead girl the dead girl's body. Like I feel like they want something. Um and so before that I just felt like horrible for everyone because nobody's happy in this situation. The hospital I mean, they do really great work and they want to help kids, you know, live great lives. So, like, I don't feel like they are they did this on purpose. And I don't even feel like there's any fault. Um, it is just horrible. So, yeah. on Wednesday, wait, the... Wait, wait, I, I have a question. Oh, yeah, more. Okay, sorry. Just Continue. on Wednesday, the uh, restraining order is... Um, uh, is over so at when wednesday comes either the family will have removed the girl and brought her to a facility that will accept her or the hospital will send her to the coroner and then the county is responsible for what will happen from there so we'll see um i want to go back to some i want to go back to something you said earlier okay so tell me how cool it is that those news vans are there Do you like pop up behind the newscaster and wave and go, hi, Rock Pile, hi? Uh, no. Oh. I do dances. <laughs> you do like a moonwalk behind the newscaster? Mm-hmm. I yeah. just walk by slowly with a, a big poster board that says cupodcast.com. Oh, I've been yeah. wanting to do that with the Westboro Baptist Church. We should do it. I know. We totally should. Ugh. Anyway, um, so, okay, here's a story. You're gonna. Uh, th- this is a story that I actually don't find that personally interesting. I mean, I do, but I know you're gonna love this story. So, um, this Tarzana couple, uh, April Lee and her husband Michael Johnson, have been arrested for swindling a guy named um, Brian James out of one million dollars over the Whoa. course of two years. They, uh, April Lee is a psychic oh god brian james had an ex-girlfriend that he was pining over and wanted her back and um, they like convinced him he had a curse or something exactly come back give us you said he had a curse on on him so if you give us this keep giving us this money we'll take the curse off but what's even more insidious is that april would text brian as the girlfriend to encourage him that it was working. I feel like this guy uh, deserves everything that he got. He was paying somebody to tell him what he wanted to hear, and that's all she did. That's all she did. I think we have a mutual friend, and I don't want to say this person's name on air because I also want to make fun of this person, so edit it out. But do you remember? Yes. It's a name you haven't heard in a while. But she got convinced. She went to a psychic. And the psychic said, I can tell you all these things about your future. Um, I ha- I'm getting a really strong sense, but I need some things in the room to help me. Go to the grocery store and buy two pounds of ground beef, buy a dozen eggs, buy a loaf of bread, buy... And I'm like... Oh. <laughs> and I'm like, person whose name I'm not going to say. You just went grocery shopping for this person. And she went and got it and came back. Do you believe this? 
The person was like, I need Sara Lee cream cheesecake. Only Sara Lee. But only it has to be Sara Lee. Yeah. I this is how did this whole thing end? Like how did this guy finally come to his senses? It doesn't say that. It says he came to he started to realize two years in after he gave her nine hundred and some odd thousand dollars <laughs> that something was up. And so he called the police. After nine hundred thousand dollars, he's like, you know what? I'm nothing's working. Here's the deal. Good thing I'm not a cop. Because if, if I was a cop and you came to me, I'd be like, okay, look, you need to start giving me ten thousand dollars, <laughs> and I will arrest these people. Yeah. And that's like swindling this guy. Maybe you need to send give her ten thousand more. Just ten thousand more. Try it. <laughs> what if, What if it was real and it really was like just ten thousand dollars more away? <laughs> So this lady, I guess, was texting him all sorts of things like, oh, baby, I can't wait until we're together, XOXO. How do you find more information than I do? That wasn't in the article that I read. Joe, I have the internet. It's this really cool thing. Okay, go ahead. It's this really cool thing where you just like can look things up and see things about them. I know, but you you always have more information. Okay, well, so, what, so tell me more about my story. What happened? <laughs> I don't have any more. I just Uh-oh. thought. When you re- when you are doing it, I look it up to see if I can see any more information. I know, but I don't ever cross-reference them. I go, oh, here's a story. Oh. Well, I just pulled up the Huffington Post, and it's... Oh, oh, oh. the LA Times. Yeah. Stupid LA Times. Dumb so she LA would say, Times. oh, baby, baby. He's believing this? Yeah. I can't wait till we're together again. Oh, baby, oh, baby. Oh, baby, oh, baby. So What an idiot. This guy's an idiot. I need to contact I this guy. I really feel like gypsies and fortune telling. This is like the scam that's older than time itself. Right? Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. But that is that share song? No. Is it just because like people want to hear what they want to hear? Is that why this scam is so successful? Give me all your money and I will tell you that everything will be okay. Um. So what else? Any other news stories? or? No. That's it. What about you? Nope, those are my two stories. Um, what about? I like. Go ahead. What do you got going on next week? Next week, I always forget to think about this part. It always sneaks I, up on you, right? It always sneaks up on me. Um, I have no real big plans for the week. I guess I have to mentor two kids now. And um, did I tell you? And I'll talk about this more on on Wednesday. I've been tutoring that Chinese family a bunch. Remember the one that. Uh, I tutored it before I I left the, um, for the break. Yeah, I've been tutoring the kid a lot, right? Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I have stories about them, but I see them next week as well. Okay, cool. I'm really excited just to get back to work. Um, it sounds stupid, but like having all this time off is like really bad for my brain. I need. Wait to- a minute. So you weren't at work the other day when I called you? Oh, I probably was. I like I've gone to work. There's been like one or two official days where I've like gone into the office, but I've worked from home a lot of time because everyone else took vacation. So Mm -hmm. like just having like the structure being all fucked up kind of drives me nuts. Uh, But what a bunch of dummies taking vacation. Meanwhile, you got free vacation, right? Exactly. (laughs) Working in my underwear, like in bed under my heated blanket. Okay. And then um, Joey, I'm going to Northridge next week. I'm going to be in Northridge Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I leave Sunday morning. Wait, why aren't we seeing each other? We let's we can talk. I don't know what my schedule is exactly. I'm getting flown out for like a – it's a long story, but the this company is flying out people in social media to like um, – it's basically a glorified uh, focus group of sorts. 
So, because my my ward Jose lives out in that area, oh. so maybe he can come. You can meet him. That'd be cool. Um, I'll let you know. Like, well, when we hang up, we'll talk. All right. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. After we hang up, we'll talk. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Mike. All right. Well, I guess I'm hanging up the phone now. I'm okay. just gonna go back to the rest of my day. All right. I'll talk to you, uh, everybody. Uh, on Wednesday, come join our live episode on Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Pacific at Pride48.com and join the conversation with us. All right. Bye, Joey. Uh, I didn't miss this at all. Go to hell, Mike. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Find a new episode each week at cupodcast.com, in iTunes, or in the Stitcher Smart Radio app. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cupodcast. Follow us on Twitter at cupodcast. Email us at guys at cupodcast.com. Or call our listener line at 510-239-7798. Um, I mean... Um, uh, um, 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 um,